0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC.
1: Welcome to Better Relationships, Better Life, a podcast where you'll gain insights from relationship experts and entrepreneurial couples who have moved through conflict and into a better life. Crack the Clarity Code and create deeper connections beyond the messiness of relationships. Here's your host, Judy K. Herman. Before we begin, it's important to know that a lot of what we share here applies not only to couples and families, but also to relationships in your organization. If you're looking for a speaker for your next event, I would love to support you. Just go to JudySpeaker.com. In this episode, my guest, Karen McMahon, brings grace to what many of us feel is a dreaded topic. I refer to it as the D word. She brings us insight, understanding, and healing through journey beyond divorce. Let's listen in. Welcome to Better Relationships, Better Life. My name is Judy Herman, and I have a guest today, Karen McMahon, and she is going to give us a lot of information on the divorce process. She's actually a chief visionary and she is a divorce and relationship coach. Karen, thank you so much for joining me. I'm going to let you fill in the blanks because there's so much that you do and and how you're helping people. But her, her passion is to help men and women to navigate the emotional difficulties of relationships, breakups, and divorce. So Karen, fill in the blanks with us because we have met a few years ago over a a common client, the one locally for me as a therapist and my role as a therapist, but this person also went to you to get some help for this divorce process. And there was so much brokenness. So you do help people when they're in the midst of this, but share more about all, who you are and who you help.
0: Thank you. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me on your show. Um, I'm, I'm delighted to be here. And yes, we shared a very um, lovely gentleman who, um, and so many of my clients will be in therapy and also seeking uh, divorce coaching when going through the process. So my my story in a nutshell is uh, I I was in a very tumultuous uh marriage for about 10 years and maybe seven years into it already knew that things were spiraling out of control. I ended up having two young children. I started late. I was 34 when I got married. So I thought I like knew what I wanted and knew who I was. And there was a whole lot I didn't know. And, um, and, and then my, my divorce was, uh, three and a half years and really difficult. And, uh, the police were involved. CPS got involved. Uh, we, we, really had no money. Mm. And so it was such a it it was such a difficult journey. Uh, And yet I joined a 12 step program and I found a wonderful therapist and I found a wonderful therapist for my children. And those three things really Mm. led me on a journey of my own personal transformation, really all three of them inviting me to stop focusing on what's wrong with him and what his problems are and start looking at what did I bring to the table? And, um, and what, what do I want to let go of and leave Mm. behind? And where do I need to heal and refine? And so that is really, after going through that, I was selling commercial printing at the time. And I just thought, sweet Jesus, there has to be something more important that I've been put on this world, this earth to do than sell ink Mm. on paper. Mm -hmm. And that was the beginning of finding coaching. And I'm a certified life coach. And then deciding that the niche of people that I wanted to work with um, was men and women navigating wow. divorce yeah.
1: so so this is so very profound Karen it was your own pain your own journey that you went through and and so my question is so you started developing yourself as a life coach through this process after the process how how did that happen
0: yeah so it's definitely after the process I emerged from my divorce uh, it's like 15 years ago now so so it started in 2002 was divorced by the end of 2006 And um, I had grade school kids and I had I had a Mm. commission only job and I just I was good at it. But Mm -hmm. after going through something so significant, what I was doing day to day really fell flat for me. And Mm. I find a lot of my clients will will have that happen where it's like you know, first the relationship changes, and then there are other things, whether it's your location, your friends, your career that also no longer fits the new you. So that's what happened to me. And, um, and I started looking for and praying, I would just sit and pray and say, you know, everyone I know has a passion and a purpose and mm. selling printing is not my passion and purpose. So mm. what, what do you have for me, God? And um, I came across a life coach who was looking for a barter, needed some support in marketing and administration. And so I was like, great. I'll, I'll do that. And that was my entry into understanding what life coaching was all about. And then I went to um, IPEC, which is the Institute for Professional Excellence in Coaching. It's the number one coaching institute in the world. And now I have a team of six coaches and they've all gone through the exact same coaching program. So we really wow. have very well trained and schooled um, coaches on the team.
1: Well, I know that it has made a huge difference in the folks that I have uh, referred to you or hear about your work karen and and then also you have a pretty well-established podcast several episodes way yeah. beyond me at this point and then also some um some classes so it's remarkable that the pain that you went through and and the very courageous steps in your own personal life has led to something that you that was that was definitely a gap right that people didn't Have, what what you are now providing?
0: Yeah. So when I was going through a divorce, um, I certainly never heard of a divorce coach. And when I started 11 years ago, most of the matrimonial attorneys were like, "What? You know, I refer to a therapist. What's this divorce coach thing?" Mm. So so I definitely was kind of on the the front lines of of informing um, people about divorce coaching and and just what you said before. I think that. there is something so important in the word courageous uh, because Mm. divorce is so overwhelming and it's such an enormous decision and i know we're going to get into that it is a decision that people make with in such painstaking efforts um, because especially when there are children involved, because it's so big the courage part is so important because at a certain point you've assessed and evaluated and, and then you're standing, you're standing at the edge of your comfort zone, you're standing mm. on the cliff of your comfort zone. Mm. And there's nothing left to do but leap. Mm. And, and whether you're leaping into a new career, which was part of my thing, leaping into leaving your spouse and becoming a single parent, that leap is, you know, it's bone rattling, scary. And yet, the faith and courage piece is so vital because on the other side of your comfort zone is where all possibility lies. And that's what we encourage our clients to realize.
1: Wow. And that what you described, it is really it's it's a journey. I love the name of your podcast and your business journey through divorce, because you are talking about, uh, yes, getting to the other side, and, and yet that happens in growth anyway, doesn't it? Like whether you're starting a business or becoming an entrepreneur, like you're you're changing your career, you' that's scary on all levels, isn't yeah, it?
0: It really is. and and my my business is journey beyond divorce, so that if someone's looking for it, journey beyond divorce. and and we really thought about, Where we we meet with people who are in the should I stay or should I go phase. Mm -hmm. But the goal is to help people from the very beginning, see that Mm -hmm. there is a beyond that, that this is something you're going to go through that you're going to it seems like forever, it seems unending. And yet, you know, most of my clients are 45 to 65. We've been around the sun a whole bunch of times. This is a Mm -hmm. temporary, temporary situation. My temporary was three and a half years. Someone else says temporary might be, you know, 18 months or what have you, but it's still temporary and knowing that and trusting that you will emerge on the other side. And then Judy, to your point, everybody emerges on the other side, the people Mm -hmm. who emerge on the other side, and are the exact same person they were going into it. Those are the ones who've lost because they Mm -hmm. haven't done any of that work, any of that personal growth. And our experiences, those are the people who go out and marry the same person in a different body. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. that therein lies your, you know, second, third and fourth marriage divorce rates going up and up and up.
1: Wow! Yeah, there, there's the other half to this messiness in a relationship for sure, and and this journey, um, it's 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 amazing because there it does require transformation, doesn't it, Karen? I, I heard you say, well, you come out the other side. If you're there, there needs to be some growth, some insight, and some changes and transformation along the way. You are so right about if you don't do your own work, you're going to in like, it's like the universe, God is telling you, okay, this needs to, this needs some healing here. We need some attention to it. And, um, because energetically you're going to be drawn to that same, um, to those th- same things until the healing comes.
0: Until right. You've, right, mean, until you've really transformed. Yeah. And, and you
1: know, it's interesting.
0: So often I'll have clients who are like, well, my spouse, he or she, they're already out, they're already dating, they're already in a relationship. It seems as though uh, this didn't impact them at all. And, mm. and you know, while we totally keep the focus on the client, one of the mm-hmm. things I do say is when you see someone go through something as dramatic a change as this mm. and and float through it and have seemingly no um complications that's Mm. often the person that's not looking beneath the covers and doing the work and that's the person who's most likely going to keep rinsing and repeating Mm. and having the same thing happen this is the courageous work this is the hard work what you Mm. do what I do helping people explore their patterns their tendencies their wounds um, they're areas of um, that need refinement, right? Their are they're, they character um, shortcomings. That's where all the brilliance is. And, and if, if I could give someone a fast forward button to fast forward past all of the pain, mm. they're also fast forwarding through all of the possibility, you know? Wow. And so, and so it's like, it's the pain. It's that fire of refinement wow. that really brings us to a new place.
1: That's really profound what you said that they pass through the pain they're going to be passing through and not even noticing the possibilities that is yeah. very true it is it's important to do your own work. And here's another thing I think Karen is, is that what we see on the outside, it, it it's not this, I mean, it, like we don't have total You know awareness of what's going on on the inside of a person and and it's almost like uh, and i heard this from my mentor les brown you cannot see and even when it comes to our own issues and our own things that we need uh help with and, and that we need to pay attention to because we cannot see the label when we're in the jar isn't that, kind of like I we like cannot, that. I we like cannot that. see ourselves unless we have this, these other relationships and, and that's exactly what you provide, right? I mean, this, this coaching, this reflection, and a person is able to see some things that it would be absolutely impossible for them to see on their own.
0: Yeah, I I think the the best description of what we do is um, we come alongside people. A lot of people think we tell, oh, you're gonna tell me what to do. We don't tell, we ask. Mm -hmm. We just ask Mm -hmm. a lot of questions. And our belief is you have all of the answers inside of you. And what we can help you quiet your fear and ego mind, tap into your intuition, slow things down, look at your patterns, get your soon to be ex's voice out of your head, you will tune into exactly what's right for you. And I was just talking to somebody yesterday and she had this idea. And my first thought was, that's crazy. Not my life. What do they say? Not my monkeys, not my circus. Well, my job is to simply poke, 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 ask a lot of questions and at the end, she was crystal clear that this plan was mm. her best plan. And I've had that happen so many times over the course of the years. And so we come non-judgmental as a sounding board mm. and as as the the voice of inquiry. We are the mm. voice of inquiry where most people don't, they just have their cover story that they tell over mm. and over. And it's like, well, let's let's get beneath that let's start digging in and because it's so supportive and non-judgmental people can be their sloppiest self mm. and and then work through that mm-hmm. and and really um feel so deeply trusting and vulnerable in the process and i think that's what allows for so much growth and i would imagine the same thing is true in the work that you do it's when you create that safe space for vulnerability Um, You can really get to the core of things
1: that, you know, what you touched on, Karen, is such a gift of transformation for people. Questions matter and the right questions matter. And you're giving permission to a person that has all this stuff built up in their head and to be able to have that emotionally safe place. Wow, that is remarkable. Let me ask you a question because there's so much stigma around the D word. I actually have a chapter in my book called The Dance of the D Word. We don't want to talk about death and we don't even want to think or mention the D word, especially in a fight or whatever. I've heard this from couples. You don't want to be throwing that divorce word around. But how has that word divorce, I mean, how did you get beyond it uh, in the first place to even even you know, deal with this thing of divorce, because the D word to me is, and I think to a lot of people, oh, you know, um, you have to hate your spouse, or you have to get an attorney, and you have to this, and you have to that, you have to have an adversary. So tell us more about that, unpack that word for us, if you would.
0: Yeah, I think that um, there's so many different things that go into it. So you could have I was I was raised Catholic and for me and I was in a an abusive situation and I had to go to my priest to mm. to basically ask permission and mm. my ex was kind of using that that he knew about me my faith and beating me up with a bible and so Mm. it got very confusing so you have people who are coming from religious backgrounds um beliefs that say what you're doing is bad what you're doing is wrong and so so now it's like not only are you in a marriage that isn't this um loving safe supportive situation whatever it is It's, it's not that. And, and then you have all this guilt and shame and then it's not just what you think, right? Because once you open your mouth and say it, it's what your parents think, your Mm. in-laws think, your kids think, your neighbors think. And so we do a lot of work around that. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times we work with um, high conflict and high conflict usually brings people pleasers. And mm-hmm. so it's very scary to think that other people are judging you. Mm-hmm. And, and so there's that whole realm of it is really helping people to work through the story because mm-hmm. often the guilt and the shame story, I was just speaking to a new um, client yesterday and her whole story mm. was um, was had all these gaps in it. And I'd be mm. like, well, wait a second. This I say this all the time. Okay, like let's let's just slow that down. What I heard you say is, mm. you know, how true is that? Mm. And and they've said it so many times that nobody's saying, Well, wait a second, yeah. is that is that your truth? And and she was like. Mm, no I so whose truth is it it's my mother's truth it's my mother-in-law's truth and so now we're walking around and we're being we're feeling something because we're thinking something but it's not even our thought it's somebody else's belief Mm. that kind of is blueprinted so it's Mm -hmm. like okay well What if we surgically remove that belief? Does that harm you at all? No, that helps me. Great. Let's talk about how we get rid of that belief. How does that feel that we we replace it? How does that feel? Oh my God, the guilt and shame are gone. And so Mm. I think with the D word, um, a lot of people have another issue where it's like, I don't want to say it to the kids. Mm. And, And then there's a whole conversation about when when is black and white necessary? When is gray safe? Mm-hmm. And and why don't you want to say it to the kids? Mm-hmm. And and are you are you, are, is that a protective thing because of their age? Are you leaving this gray open where a child might just keep hoping for something that's not a reality anymore? Mm-hmm. And so th- there, that word is. Super um, potent and powerful at, mm. for different reasons in different situations, and and we address them as they come up. For myself, I was in a marriage. I my my parents divorced when I was fourteen, and um, and it was really really hard on me because my dad left and I wanted to go with him, and so when I got married, I was never going to get divorced, right? Mm, like ne- never mm-hmm. say never. Um, yeah. <laughs> and so what my ex would do is whenever we had a fight, he would, he would throw that he was going to divorce me. And so this mm, was this whip mm, that mm. was used Um so so that had its own harm. And then the guilt and shame of me coming to that decision when I promised I would never do to my children what was done to me.
1: Mm-hmm. And th- there's a lot of layers there that one there has to is. work through. That is so true. Little do we know how much family of origin and even two and three and four generations way before you were even thought about <laughs> have affected us. I do want to hold something that you said, which I think is very profound and that the thoughts that we think that we think are gospel truth are not really even our thoughts. I know, I don't know if you're familiar with Joe Dispenza, but he talks about this and, and like what 95% of the, our belief systems and our thoughts are basically were formed. They're not even ours. And so to become more aware is so very valuable. And, 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 and it's interesting, like you didn't get married as a teenager and then, then grew up and found out it's kind of like, okay, not, you know, you said what early thirties, I guess, is when you, yeah. you waited, you, you, you know, and, and who can guarantee anything in life? Life is, I mean, I think one thing we need to remember is that we, we do, I mean, that's like part of our human need. We want to be certain but yet life is uncertain, just as if as we've all experienced with the pandemic now, you know, two years so into uncertain. it, like it's so uncertain. And when it comes to uniting with another human being, it does take a partnership to do that. Two things I want to address because it's come up a couple of times. I just got to say something about it. Uh, I think uh, for it's so beautiful, Karen, what you're providing for people, you, the 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 just being able to talk about it is like, and having that safe space and slowing things down to me, that's like very profound. There's a couple of words that, and even from, from my own experience also as a divorced woman, but I don't even like to refer to myself as divorced. I'd rather say I'm a uncoupled woman. I think the terms we not, and not that I'm trying to avoid the D word, but maybe I am. (laughs) I am. And I like the term uh, to replace a natural completion. This came from my friend, Samantha, who's also a therapist. I love that Uh, marriage came to a natural completion. To me, that's very grace-filled. But of course we live in a society and they won't know what that is. (laughs) You don't go to a natural completion uh, attorney, but you do go to a divorce attorney. Right. (laughs) Yeah. But anyway, yeah, just little things like that. I think uh, I think the words we use matter and it's kind of like mental illness. Like there's so much stigma around that. There's so much stigma around divorce and all these things. We need to open up that conversation.
0: And, and I think that when you do any of this work, um, you know, our our generation is in my opinion, much more conscious than generations before us. Mm. And hopefully our children will be all the more conscious and God willing with all the iPhones and everything else that people focus on. The idea of this is for divorce, you've just been hit by a Mack truck, whether Mm. slowly or rapidly, because your spouse made the decision. That's the kind of pain that gets your attention. Mm -hmm. And And when we're in that much pain, we are willing to slow it down. We are Mm. willing to increase our awareness. And and if you're doing work with someone like you or me, you're increasing increasing your awareness of you rather than being laser focused on him or her. And so I do think that that increase of consciousness and intentionality, because now you're not gonna sleepwalk through life. Now Mm. your eyes are wide open you're seeing patterns you wanna change. And so you have to be intentional. You have to be highly conscious and intentional and then you get to live your best life. I mean, that's the beauty is mm. whatever gets us to that point, whether it's you know uh, a cancer scare or a divorce or a financial crisis, when we're assaulted in that way and we slow mm. it down enough to go, what's going on here? What am I supposed to learn? Who do I wanna be? going Mm. through this and on the other side of this, oh my God, then, then you can just, you can love yourself and love your life going forward and trust that because of that, it's going to unfold beautifully for
1: you. Wow. That is such a hope filled description, Karen. And I so appreciate it because there, yeah, better relationships, better life does not mean that you stay in a toxic or a, a marriage in which you're you're gonna like, you're even your your own dignity and your value and your worthiness is is crushed. That's not what we're about. But better relationships and better life is about taking some courageous action and and then doing the personal work because I think you said earlier, if you don't do your personal work, you're likely to repeat. <laughs> And, and find a different version, maybe a different spouse that has a different personality, but these same relationship dances are going to show up unless you do your own internal work. But how, how in the world can we, our attention, we we don't really do our change when we are in a lot of pleasure. We do our change (laughs) when we are faced with pain. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's
0: almost like when life is going well, last last spring, I had like this four month like reprieve and I had just moved to Florida and my kids were good. Everyone was good. My business was building and I was like, oh, my God. I'm in a napping phase. Like I wasn't <laughs> growing. I wasn't growing. I wasn't really being challenged. I was just resting and enjoying all my hard work. And, and like this too shall pass. And there's going to be another wave of whatever trial and tribulation life has to throw at us. And I think that that's such an important thing is you said it earlier. It's like, life is always going to be life i have i have two 20 20 something year olds and i'm like guys they're like oh my god this is so hard life is challenging life is always going to throw monkey wrenches there's always going to be challenges so it's not about what's happening to you it's about how you're responding to it and that's where when you do this work and you're like okay bring it on because one of my favorite sayings is every upset is a setup
1: anytime Mm. i'm
0: triggered I'm invited into personal development because that's my trigger. It's yeah, the person who pushed my button, pushed it, but it's my button. It's my wound. It's my shortcoming. And so all of a sudden, anytime anyone upsets me, my first reaction might be anger or hurt or what have you, but how quickly to shift into what's in this for me? God, what do you have in this challenge for me? Boom, now we're back into growth.
1: Wow. I love that. Every upset is a setup. It's a setup to be more aware, isn't it? And there, I think there's a core belief that comes out to Karen, no matter if you're Catholic or, or, um, evangelical or, or any other religion for that matter, to believe that you are deeply loved by God. And, or, or if you don't want to say God by the universe, like that life is for you yeah. and, and our whole bodies are even designed in such a way to heal and, and to really believe that, that there is a better life on the other side of the trauma. There are, there is better relationships and better life and, and just following that path. Um, I've kind of avoided for a long time the term because it kind of made me mad, happy marriage. (laughs) I know that like, oh, this person's happy in their marriage. Well, if you're unhappy, you know, does that mean that you're all all of a sudden like this is a stagnant thing? No, but I believe in growing and resilient marriages. I believe in growing and resilient people to have some growing and resilient relationships and however that is. But there is life after divorce, isn't there? I mean, you've proven that over and over. Um, yeah, and
0: we're actually in the middle of a series on life after divorce where we oh, talk about healing and manifesting yeah. and taking care of the business of budgeting and you know mm. and, and insurance and we go into we go into health and fitness and eating and we're about to start our dating and relationship part. And so um, your experience post divorce, so it's like whatever your whatever your emotional experience of life is, that's your tell. Mm. So if I'm I just went through the holidays, we lost my mom in oh, I'm the sorry. fall. Mm. And I have a great relationship with my sisters, but something happened and there was this mm. huge rub. Mm. And so I was able, after my initial upset, to say, Well, what's going on here? This my emotional experience of this relationship has like really taken a dip and a dive. And my ego mind was like, rah, 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 she's bad, mm, you know. Mm, but the truth mm-hmm. is, what's what's the invitation? And so with with like you said, with every relationship, um you know, we, we can't necessarily divorce our family of origin, but there's often rubs in those relationships. And, and so what's your emotional experience and what do you want to do to change that emotional experience without Mm -hmm. expecting the other person to change? And that's, that's so empowering. And that's what we talk about. It's like, if you're divorcing and you have children, you're co-parenting with that person for, Mm -hmm. for many years, often over a decade. And so, Mm -hmm. and so what do you want your emotional experience? So many people get divorced and then their emotional experience with their co-parent is exactly the same as their emotional experience in their marriage. Yeah. Okay. So you have a piece of paper, you've divided the assets, but other than that, you're in the same misery. Mm -hmm. How do you change your emotional experience? And that's the work that we do is to say, If you look at you and your stories, your narrative, your reactions, your wounds, your shortcomings, and you work on that, he or she doesn't have to change at all, and your emotional experience will completely change.
1: Oh, that is so true, and and I am at a stage of life too, it's not just co-parenting, learning how to co-parent but it, uh, for 10 years or so but it you you think about it you're going to be going to your kids' weddings your adult children's weddings you're going to be sharing the same grandchildren and exactly. what do you want that energy to be as your children and your grandchildren visit you you know i think it's it's just um life is is so beautiful and and it can be uh a better life than you could ever imagine and i think what you're doing is you're opening up. You're opening up those possibilities. I love that. I've got two questions for you, Karen. First of all, I thank you so much for spending this much time with me today, but I do have two curious questions for you. One is how has your, um, your coaching of people going through this process in your business and so on and so forth, how has that changed you personally? That's,
0: that's such a great question. I was recently sharing with somebody. I, I, I coach a lot of people and um, it's rare that I hang up the phone or get off of zoom and there wasn't something in that conversation for me. Mm. And so we'll be exploring and someone will be really bold or uh, they'll be going to a place and they'll be coming up with a solution. And so the beauty of the position I hold is i'm reflecting i'm bringing out the best in them but i'm saturated in coaching Mm. five days a week and so Mm. i would say that um it provides a space for me to always have the focus on myself and and so many perspectives of individuals who are really working hard that have similar situations and they resonate and they challenge me and, and they grow me. Yeah. Mm. So it's, it's actually such a beautiful experience.
1: I, you know, I so resonate with that, uh, with that, because it's really y- you, when you're in this position of helping others, you realize you're not alone. Yeah. And you, and you, and you realize there's some themes, actually, it's been my clients unbeknownst to them for how many ever years I've been a counselor, that have given me courage even to write my book beyond messy relationships but yes allowing yourself that's vulnerability and being able to be with a coach such as yourself that is also showing up authentically and vulnerably and just really clear and um i think it's it's so cool that you're opening up yourself to grow and to be more aware in these relationships karen
0: and, and I think that for those of us who are in the prove- profession, we should also be um, getting support for ourselves. And so oh, I think that, that, you know, if uh, I, I I knew a therapist who would never go to therapy and oh. I thought, <laughs>
1: that's okay, that's cool. a little that's bit of a cool. red
0: flag, you know, so, <laughs> so I think that always knowing the value of support, you know, and absolutely. always having a su- support modality that you're leaning into is is really important um
1: yeah yeah. because we're just like everybody else i mean we can't see the label if we're in the jar right and that's why it is very so important to do that
0: and and i just i did want to because you just brought that up for the second time i think it's so important that now i'm as broken as they come i mean i when Mm. i look back to how unconscious how 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 many Behaviors and limiting beliefs I had, and it's it's a journey. I, I had one client who said to me, "When am I going to be done?" And I was like, "When you're six feet under, <laughs> like like look, our is what so is, you know our job here is to use the challenges of life to become the best version mm-hmm. of ourselves. And for those of us, and I know you share that, a Christian, it's like God created us and knows the beautiful. Um, pureness of who we are and we get to spend the rest of our lives working to get to that place and mm. so and so it's like you could be like oh my god I can't believe this happened and that mm. happened and and we can complain and moan about everything that happens or we can just say it's all here for me yeah at me or to me it's for me mm. and how do I roll up my sleeves and make the best out of what I have
1: and sometimes we have to learn that with whatever situation we're in at the time, we're going to get reactive just because we're human, just like everybody else. But, but yes, getting more uh, and, and even realizing every thought that comes through our own minds here is like, wait a minute, this is not true. This is a limiting belief. And whose belief exactly. is this? So yeah, the work does. And you're absolutely right. Yes, this continues. It's not like you arrive and God forbid... <laughs> We think that we've arrived. Oh my goodness. Yeah, that's a
0: red flag. <laughs> right there is your red flag if you think you've arrived.
1: Oh my um, goodness. Yeah. yeah. Well, all right. So the other question is uh is if you could share one piece of advice for folks that are listening right now. And maybe there's some a lot of there's something wrong in the relationship. There's a there's some right things, there's a lot of right things, not everybody's a hundred percent, you know happier 100 percent toxic but what what piece of advice would you give a couple who's who's struggling and um and they're entrepreneurs raising kids whatever they might even be at the um empty nest or entering the empty nest stage of life what piece of advice would you give to that individual, or yeah. I guess I said couple, but anyway, individual, couple, well, whatever.
0: Yeah. And whichever it actually, there, there's two words that come to mind, um, that we work on so much. And the first one is, um, resistance versus acceptance. And so mm. if, if you've been with your partner for all of these years, um, one of the things that happens is you begin to resist who they are. He mm-hmm. or she should be different in these ways. And so one thing is to list all of the ways that they, that they're very pleasing to you mm-hmm. and then list the things that you're resisting about them. You know, he never picks up his laundry and puts it in the basket or she, you know, spends too much money or whatever it is. And so when you say, well, what do I know about that person and has, has that been consistent? Have I been resisting who they are and trying to change them? Mm. And what if I were to accept those parts of them? And we're not talking about accepting unacceptable behavior, but we're talking about accepting that we're all imperfect. Mm. Um, So the first thing is when you start noticing your resistance to how you're showing up, your resistance to your spouse, and you step into acceptance, that's where choices arise. Because Mm. until we accept what is um, we, we can't come up with creative solutions. And, and then the second piece is to replace judgment with curiosity. Wow. And I've worked with couples and it's like, I know he thinks, and and meanwhile, I'm, I'm speaking to them individually. And I'm like, you may not know everything you think, you know, yeah. so, so, but you're, you're, you think, you know, so you're not curious anymore. And then you're judging it. And so when you start noticing all of your, judgments of oh my spouse is this that or the other thing and you become curious and um you know help me to understand is a great a great soft way of asking why help me to understand um, I love
1: that. Yes. That's a great phrase. Help yeah. me to understand, help me to understand
0: <laughs> what causes you to do this thing, helping to understand what you were thinking when you made this decision, help me to understand. And then, you know, quiet the retort, like truly yeah. be a hundred percent present <laughs> and yes. curious because if if you're, if you're a couple who creates a safe space where you can both be vulnerable, you drop your judgment, you step into acceptance and curiosity, you can heal and grow so much. Oh, and wow. it does take two. And I was talking yes. to a person yesterday and I said... It only takes one person to forgive. It absolutely takes two people to reconcile.
1: Mm. And
0: so be eyes wide open, see what's there, be curious, be accepting, and you'll find your path.
1: I love that. And by the way, resistance is part of the human journey, isn't it? And it's a matter of recognizing it when it shows up. Yep. And and as far as the curious and the judgment, you can't do that at the same time. It just yeah. doesn't work. Yeah. And and it takes a different part of the brain to be curious versus judgmental. But it this is all about raising one's awareness. And thank you so much. I, I love this. So, yes, we get we get on our high horses because we're we only have our own perspectives and uh what a beautiful thing and so karen how do people get in touch with you if they want to know more they want to connect with you either as a as a coach or tap into your podcast uh tell us how to how to get in touch
0: yeah so the company is journey beyond divorce and you can find us on um apple you know on itunes or any social media platform We offer, um, a free rapid relief call. It's a one hour coaching session to anybody who, um, who is struggling with something. There's no, no strings attached. And so Mm -hmm. I have a team of six coaches, uh, you could go to journeybeyonddivorce.com and there'll be a button for you to schedule, or you can go to rapidreliefcall.com and mm. um, and book a call. And I guarantee you'll walk away with a lot of value, wow. uh, some resources to um, for along your journey. And mm. it's a great way to get a sense of, of what coaching is and how it can wow. be helpful. Yeah,
1: that's, that's awesome. Thank you so much, Karen. This has been very valuable and you have provided so much value just in this podcast episode, but I know that your whole, um, you know, your ministry and your passion in helping others, what, uh, what a difference, a positive difference you're making in so many families. So thank you so much.
0: Thank you. Thank you for having me on. Thank you for doing what you do. And I wish you and this podcast the very best of luck.
1: Thank you. What a hopeful and inspiring conversation around such a challenging topic. If you're on the other side of divorce in the midst of, or even heading in that direction, make sure you reach out for support. Don't do it alone. Here's some takeaways I had in my conversation with Karen about this journey beyond divorce. Number one, as you get help, don't look for someone to give you answers. Rather, it's the questions they ask that matter. Number two, seek for change in yourself. Be willing to do the deep dive, soul searching for your better life. And number three, remember that none of us arrive in this journey of life. Massive upsets like divorce or some other major loss is your opportunity for tuning into your purpose and to be more aware. Always remember, there's hope and you're worth it. What stood out to you? Share your takeaways by going to betterrelationshipsbetterlife.com. Next week, we'll talk with marriage and family therapist Shane Burkle. He'll give us insider tips about couples counseling. Until then, feel free to share, subscribe, rate, and comment in the streaming platform of your choice. See you next time for Better Relationships, Better Life.